Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast of 101 for Chiropractors. Thanks for joining us this week. I have a very special guest this week, so I want you to all to listen in to Mr. Baron Hoig. He's in Columbus, Ohio, and he defends chiropractors. I hope we've got your attention here. He's been doing it since 1999, and uh, he's been doing some amazing stuff. I'll tell my story later on and, and how he hit a heartstring for me when I talked to him last week about doing this episode and uh, how we so, so need something like this that's unified in the profession. I think he's got more members than the ACA and ICA combined. I mean, this guy's doing it way better than anyone else in the profession. But Baron, thanks for joining us. Tell us what you do. Tell us how it all started and uh, tell us your story. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, uh, Enrico. Uh, it's an honor to talk to your tribe and and uh, hopefully people get some value out of this today. Um, so yeah, I... Um, yeah, I'm not a chiropractor. Uh, fell in love with chiropractic in 1999. I've I've served in many different capacities over my 20 plus years in the profession. I started off as a CA, um, worked my way up to owning clinics, um, started a, being a consultant, did that for about 10 years traveling the United States, working, helping doctors with the business aspect of chiropractic. Um, in 2010, I took over as the executive director of the Ohio State Chiropractic Association. That was kind of my introduction to the underworld of chiropractic, if you will, and the politics and nonprofit side. Um, did that for six years. Um, left that pretty disgruntled um, with how our profession operates. Um, we did some amazing things in Ohio. We had great results. We grew exponentially. We had phenomenal legislative relationships, legal relationships. But then we had a, a fra fraction of the profession that didn't agree with some philosophical point, And so they ran a coup. And so I watched firsthand how our profession tends to operate and why we sabotage our own success, because we have these rogue groups that are so passionate about their belief system. And we end up really circling the wagons and shooting inward. And it was very frustrating for me because of the success that we were having for all chiropractors, um, but it didn't seem to matter. And so I, I left that again, pretty disgruntled. And there was a quote from Buckminster Fuller that really, really changed my consciousness of how I approach this issue of chiropractic. And that was that you cannot change an existing reality by fighting it. You need to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete. So my frustration really was how our association was structured to where I really couldn't prevent the self-implosion that happened because it was really all about, you know, these guys, you know, running people for seats on the association. Um, then they, you know, they ran against the president and they threw all this horrible stuff out there to create all this angst within the profession that, you know, I couldn't stop it as an executive director. And so I, during that time, I also served on national boards um, around the profession. And I saw the very same thing, that they were very sluggish to move, um, not their fault. It was their structure that limited their ability to respond quickly because they had to go to their board of delegates and then they had to go to their members and they couldn't spend X amount of money unless they had full permission of the board. Well, most of these boards are 20 to 30 people <laughs> big and it, you know, you're not going to get 20 to 30 people to agree on anything quickly. So 
So I got very frustrated. So we created our organization to be very limber, to be more like a corporation where a few people make the decisions. It isn't the whole. And, and we structured it to where people voted with their checkbook. They didn't vote with casting a vote. If you don't like the work we're doing, stop contributing. If you like what we're doing, continue to contribute. I felt it was the most really um, democratic way to do something rather than trying to convince an entire group of people that what I'm thinking is the right way to think. The results speak for themselves. And so we created One Chiropractic to start taking on the issues that the profession needed. Well, in, in 2020, obviously the world faced something that it's never faced globally before. Um, our profession is pretty used to the attack and, and the targeted uh, approach to limit our expression, but the world itself wasn't. And so we there, we had a conversation with a group of individuals and it came out that the profession of chiropractic needed like a Navy SEAL type team, a team that was very highly trained, had all of the key ingredients like lobbyists, PR firms, attorneys, researchers, content experts, all ready to go, all teched up on the issues that are facing chiropractic around the world. And then anywhere that chiropractic was attacked, we could immediately deploy our team, defend the profession, and really, really prevent losing ground, but also take advantage of the opportunities to gain ground. So we, we created the Chiropractic Defense Council. Um, in 2001, we launched it. Um, this was pre-vaccine, pre-all of that stuff. We launched it in July of 2021. Well, as God's timing is perfect, in August of 21 was the first time in California where they mandated chiropractors to be vaccinated in order to continue to practice. So we went into hyper mode immediately from the day we launched. Um, and then it, it ran to seven states in the United States. And we, we were very successful. Within a week, we had deployed all of the resources. We had eight attorneys nationwide defending chiropractors' rights to continue to practice without being vaccinated. Everyone was able to continue to practice. Um, word got out. It spread. We're now in eight countries um, we've, we've taken on 800 cases worldwide on behalf of chiropractors that have been attacked for various different reasons. Um, and we're a hundred percent success rate on the cases that we've taken on. Um, we're fighting currently issues in Canada for x-ray rights, which we'll get into Canada because you have some, uh, personal experience there, but in British Columbia, they took away chiropractors ability to take routine x-rays. We're dealing with massive regulatory overreach in Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec, as well as British Columbia. Um, we're in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Indonesia, um, all of these places where there are these targeted attacks against the profession of chiropractic. Um, we have 46 attorneys worldwide on retainer. Um, they're all trained on our way of thinking, on the history of chiropractic. So our ability to respond and attack is extremely high. Um, and, it, and it's just been a, it's been a wonderful road. So I, our mission is to make chiropractic the number one healthcare choice in the world. The only way that happens is if we defend and advance. And we believe that we are a piece of that. We're not all of that, but we're a piece of that to be able to move forward and make sure that the profession feels protected. So it has confidence to move forward and speak the truth about our profession. Love it. He's the Bruce Wayne of chiropractic, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. He's just, he just not wearing the Batman suit right now. Um, and he blew me away when we were talking about this. You know, you said something on the pre-recording about uh, chiropractors will come out of their turtle shells when it's time to fight. And once the battle's over, they're back in their shells. Yeah. Uh, which is okay. We like Ninja Turtles. But the, the point <laughs> of this is that we can't stay in our shells the whole time. 
And yeah. we keep getting distracted with our own little, our own small pieces of the puzzle of technique and philosophy and evidence and science and whatever it meant. But when the big battles that people just want are service, but we're so fragmented. So that's why I've got you on our podcast here. So with One Chiropractic, how do we contribute? Um, where do we go? What do we have to do? How do we sign up? Yeah. So our, our vision in the beginning, again, with that mindset of the Buckminster Fuller quote, that you have to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete. Typically, when you join an association, a, a, a consulting firm, whatever the case may be, anything in our profession, there's a, a, a decent sized monthly fee, right? And so you're paying 100 to 500 bucks a month or $1,000 a year, whatever it is, broken up into monthly or quarterly payments. And, and organizations like ours that are need to be heavily funded are typically going out looking for large contributions. They're going to the vendors in the profession. They're going to other, you know, very well off chiropractors asking for big chunks of money. All of that makes me nauseous. Um, I, I don't want to be a fundraiser. I really am horrible at fundraising. Um, I am just very passionate about the work and I want to do the work. I don't want to talk about the work. And so uh, when we were looking at this, we thought, okay, and it actually came from an election here in the United States um, where I saw one of the candidates didn't go after big contribution that 80% of the money they raised was from $50 or less, but it was repetitive um, donations. And so they actually raised more money than the other candidate that was going after the million dollar gifts from large players. And I'm like, I love that for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to ask people to do more than they can. And most times people give out of out of energy, out of out of fear, out of emotion. They don't give out of lasting purpose. That's why people will give for a little while and then stop because they went to an event, they got all riled up, they got emotional, and they're like, absolutely. They start giving. Two months later, they look at their credit card statement like, why are we giving to this organization? And wow. so I didn't want to do that. I didn't, I didn't want to get into the habit of, of like people coming and going on the regular. So we we wanted also the profession, we wanted to figure out a way to organize the profession. You said this earlier, you made a comment in the introduction. Um, you know, our profession doesn't organize well. You made a comment about the ACA, ICA. Um, we don't have more than them combined. My point in that comment that I had made to you was that we have about 84,000 licensed chiropractors in the United States. Between both of those organizations combined, they have right around 8,000 paying members. So it's less than 10% of our profession belongs to a national organization, which is a pretty pathetic statistic for any trade organization. We right now we're hovering right around 3,500 contributors. So we're, I'm very proud of that worldwide. Our goal is to get to 10,000. 10,000 is an economic number that gives me the resources to ensure we could take on a pharmaceutical company if we needed to, because we have the sustainability to battle these battles on a regular basis. And so our economic structure is based on $33 a month contributions, 33 US. Um, we did it based on the 33 principles, which is obviously whether you're, you know, vitalistic or, or mechanistic, you know what the 33 principles are. And, and it was a number that's special to chiropractic marketing 101, which, you know, cause you're a marketing guy, you got to do an odd number. So people pay attention to it. So 33 was an odd number. Um, and so it allows us to really, it's less than one patient visit a month. We're not competing with other state associations or national associations because we're so low in what we're asking. Um, and then on your credit card statement, it comes as the Chiropractic Defense Council. So every month when you see that, you know why you're giving. You're helping to defend your profession, right? Um, we're not a member organization. You're not getting member benefits with that $33. The benefit is knowing that we're an organization that is only doing work protecting the rights of practicing chiropractic. We we are chiropractors, rather. We don't we don't go and lobby for things just to lobby for them. We're not throwing seminars. We're not, we don't have vendor relationships. As a matter of fact, 
um, you know, we don't do vendor packets. Like we don't have vendor opportunities. We're not soliciting our contacts, you know, on behalf of these vendors because they're paying us money. We don't do any of that. This is purely contributor um, driven. Um, we're very, very blessed and thankful that we're at the level we are to be able to take on the battles. I, I was sharing with you a minute ago in Canada, you know, we're spending right around fifty to $60,000 a month in Canada right now because of all of the regulatory uh, just abuse that's happening across the country. Um, and so we are at a level that we can sustain that battle, right? We can, we can pay that regularly because of our amazing contributors giving every single month. So it's very easy. You go to defendchiropractic.org, defendchiropractic.org, and uh, and go right there. There's information on there. You can see you can see the cases that we have going. There's a lot of information. We're also uh, another thing that I want to say real quick. We're extremely transparent about our finances. That was an issue yeah, that true. I had as the executive director of a state association with other organizations asking for money. And you're like, well, okay, everyone's given, but what's really happening? Like, where's that money going? And then you hear things like the American Heart Association, where 80 cents of every dollar goes to the administrative costs, not to the actual work of preventing heart disease. And so we didn't want to be grouped into that with the expectation that we were going to raise millions and millions of dollars over time. I didn't ever want to be accused. I got accused of things when I was the executive director of a state association because we weren't as transparent as we probably should have been. So with this organization, I'm like, no. So every quarter, our finances are on our website. You can see where we're bringing money in, where we're spending the money. Um, it's, it's as transparent as an organization can be about, number one, the work they're doing, and number two, the resources and how they're spending it. So you can rest assured your $33 is not going in my pocket. I, I assure you it's not. Um, and you can see that through our financials. Um, we want the profession to trust again. Clearly, they're not members of organizations because they lack trust. Most state organizations in the United States have less than 35% membership, meaning the number of Kairos in the state versus the number that are members is less than 35%. There's only six states in the country that have over 50%, wow. right? So that you can tell our profession does not trust. It doesn't believe in, in organizing, but we have to. Like we were able to in Australia, which most of everyone during the pandemic knew about how horrific Australia and New Zealand were. In Australia, we had a thousand contributors during the heat of this of this battle. And a thousand people were able to prevent the government from arresting chiropractors for not being vaccinated. Like that's an impressive statistic. Like we kept them organized, informed every week. They got a video with instructions on what to do. Our attorneys were on the ground visiting offices. We had a well-oiled machine preventing those guys from being shut down. Here in the United States and Rhode Island, they were trying to get rid of religious exemption. And we were the ones that were fighting. We're the ones that paid almost $100,000 to attorneys to, to win that. And ultimately the, the, the state backed down and they removed that restriction. And so, you know, we have results that we can show for the work we're doing, but organizing is the only way that it happens. It, it doesn't come by two or three people doing it. We won in Australia because of the thousands of people we represented when our attorneys went and did the work to the regulatory and the, the Ministry of Health and Opera, which was their regulatory body. They we're like, we're speaking on behalf of a thousand chiropractors. And that matters, right? We're doing the same thing in Ontario right now. We're trying to get around 800 people organized in one place because that gives us rights against the colleges. We now have the ability to start demanding and seeing things that they've been hiding for years under the, in the shadows. And so organizing, yes, the economics are part of it, but I need the profession to trust again. So we're trying to do it in a way that no one else has done it. Here's our finances. Every other week I send a video to the entire world telling everyone what I'm doing. 
There are no secrets. There are no behind the scenes initiatives. Everything we're doing, we're exposing right from the beginning so that people can learn to trust again, that we don't have an ulterior motive. We're, we're an agnostic organization. I don't care what flag you fly out of your practice. Mm -hmm. If you have mm -hmm. a DC after your name, we're going to protect your rights, period. I, you know, I have my own personal belief system, but I don't use my organization to push my agenda. I use my organization to protect everybody that has a DC after their name. And we're going to continue to do just that. Yes. And the flag doesn't even matter. You guys protect the profession. And some of us, you know, for those of you in Texas, Florida, I mean, you're looking, you know, you didn't get the emotional overwhelm. But if you talk to anyone else anywhere in Washington State, in British Columbia, in New Zealand, in Australia, in the last three years, I mean, they were afraid if they're going to even practice. Yeah, uh, We were afraid for here in, in, uh, in Florida for two weeks if they're going to shut us down. Uh, and, and then we're right back at it. So you can't take that for granted. And I certainly didn't. And my story goes back to Alberta and how, you know, Baron got on the phone with me before this a couple of days ago. And I was like, Baron, you know, I've, I've, I've buried this under the rug because it's so emotional for me. I don't even want to talk. I walked away from it. I literally sold my practice. I looked at my wife. I'm like, we're moving. And she's like, where are we going? I'm like, Texas or Florida, because I don't ever want to deal with this ever again. And so we did it and we're doing well and everything's great, but it's emotional because I had to go that far and I'm helping four other doctors right now leave Canada because it pushes people to the edge. And yeah. if there was no defense, I mean, they would have been pushed over the edge very quickly. So this, and I, I made a joke about Bruce Wayne, this is where it's all coming. If you're wondering how things don't get through, you hear the whispers, oh man, I think I'm going to have to get inoculated in order to keep my license. And then a few months goes by and it was like, oh, they were just threatening. No, they weren't. A defense counsel went out and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you didn't have to do that. Right. So it's pretty cool. And those are the behind the scenes things that you guys don't take the glory for to do it. So 33 bucks a month, I was expecting like four digits a month, but uh, there we go. That's an easy contribution. Some of you are paying some of your stupid apps, cancel one of those and pay him <laughs> the $300 a month for the app that you pay. And it'll go a lot further and do a lot more for you and for the entire profession. So absolutely join that. So defendchiropractic.org. Um, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Thanks for everything that you do. Uh, if you don't have to be put in my position, like in, up in Calgary, and we, we tried. We did the grassroots thing. And I was telling you my story, you know, usually the AGMs. And it's different in Canada. Each province, it's mandatory to pay the fees. There's no choice. The college and the, the, um, the, college and the um, council are one in one in each province. And our fees were $2,500 a year. <laughs> so that's yep. how they make their money. Because, I mean, they're low population and, and yada, yada. And that's fine. Half of us didn't agree with it. We didn't want to pay it. But whatever. Though you had to to keep your license. So then the AGMs would be, you know, 90 people would show up every year. And you had to be in person to fill out a ballot to do any voting for anybody on the council. Well, me and another doctor get together and we're like, hey, let's let's do this. Let's let's go. Do we want to do this? Absolutely not. But let's go do it because we want to defend chiropractic. And uh, we ended up showing up five or uh, four hundred and eighty nine people to an AGM broke That's the record. Amazing. They didn't yeah. have enough. They didn't have enough seats. People were standing and we like lost each seat by like six or 10 votes or something, whatever it was. We're not, I'm not supposed to know that information, but I did. And uh, that was, that was kind of the final guitar string for me. I was like, wow, if it's that corrupt all the way down that they could rig the AGM, then I'm out of here. Um, so yeah, say la vie, Alberta. Yeah. But, and it's, uh, it's crazy you know. up there, man. You know, I, and it's, it's again, here in the United States, we take some things for granted. Like we, we, we buck the system. Like that's how we were, that we were started as a nation by saying, screw you to the, to England. Right. We weren't, so for us, even our, our Bill of Rights, our Constitution basically says, no, 
we will not let you. And that's where Texas and Florida basically clung to their, you know, to their roots and said, absolutely not. We're not letting government determine. So I, I grew up in that. I only knew that. So now that I'm working in, in countries like Australia, New Zealand and Canada, I'm sitting there scratching my head like th these are cultures that have not been inbred to challenge the status quo. You've right. been taught from the beginning to honor the crown. And when you honor the crown, that means you don't challenge the authority. So what's happened up there is just decades, even centuries of yes. just following what they've been told. But now it's getting so ridiculous. You have a population that wants to fight back. But because you guys weren't ingrained and taught and it wasn't part of your fabric to organize and fight back, you're scrambling. So we've been such a blessing for them up there because we're a place where they can be a part of it. But they're not standing up and putting their head over the, you know, it, where it's in, in, in the crosshairs. Right. They don't have to be the focal point, which is typically what happens. Four or five guys step up. Their names are all over everything. And then the regulatory boards come after them shut mm -hmm. them down. And then everyone's scared and they back off. Well, they can't do that to us. Like there's nothing that any of those colleges can do to hurt my organization. Number one, we're not Canadian. I'm not a chiropractor. They can't take my license, you right. know, but we can stand and we can put out the publications and we have freedom of speech and all of these things. And so we've had such a, a vast impact in what's going on in Canada right now. And we have the best attorneys. Uh, that's another thing that we do. That's different is I don't ask people to cut their fees. I pay them their full fee because I want to be their best client. When I call, I want them answering the phone. When right. I have an issue, I want them immediately putting injunctions in place because they know they're getting $600 an hour. I've had right. some critics that are like, you guys are blowing money. I'm like, no, our profession has had shitty representation because we pay minimal because we have a minimalist mindset expecting everyone to feel bad for the underdog. Well, sometimes right. the underdog needs to have the best defense system, right? We, we right. need to be willing to organize and pay to have the best. And so- all of our lobbyists, all of our attorneys, everything we do, we pay full fee so that we are at the top of their list when we call. And so the things we're able to get done in a quicker manner is impressive because of that. So we spend literally 92% of the money we bring in goes immediately to the defense. Um, the rest of it, you know, is organizational. So it's, it's, I'm very proud of that. And I, I kind of say that with a little bit of pride because I, I want people to understand why we're as successful as we are. And when you do contribute, you're not contributing because there's a fire in your backyard. You're contributing mm -hmm. to prevent the fire from coming to your backyard. If right. you don't think what's happening in British Columbia is going to come into the U.S., you're absolutely nuts. If they are able to sustain this restricting chiropractors taking x-rays, you don't think that payers in the U.S. are going to catch on to that and that other more liberal states that are trying to control costs and control health care aren't going to pick up that there's somewhere in the world that they've successfully limited chiropractors from doing x-rays. And that's not going to spread over over the um, line. You're nuts. Like it's going to happen. We have to kill these things where they start so they don't spread. That's why we're still a free nation. That's why we have a military. And that's also why there's never been a foreign battle on U.S. soil, because we always go out and kill whatever it is we're afraid coming to us where it's at before it gets to us. It's no different. If you want to maintain your freedoms, then you have to believe there's a defense system in place. And we're that for the profession. We're the only group that's doing the work we're doing. And that's that's why it's so important that we organize. Love it. I mean, and there's threats always coming in. I mean, with uh, supplements up in Canada now, that's the new thing. Yeah. They're going to oh. well, supplement rights. I mean, yeah. can't even talk about taking a vitamin. Great. Okay. Yep. That's, They're doing that's that in New Zealand as well. Like, New Zealand, literally, I mean, you can't even grow limes and oranges in your yard because those are considered to be therapeutic.
Like it, it's, it's crazy the stuff wow. that's happening out there. I mean, people don't know this. We were successful in working with a group in the World Health Organization. They actually had language getting countries to give away their sovereign rights in the midst of pandemics to where the World Health Organization could come into any country that signed this treaty. And if a pandemic hit, they were the ones that made the decision so that there isn't the pushback that these countries had during COVID. Like it was, I was the crazy was guy in 2020 saying this stuff. And then, uh, cause I was yeah. reading it all over the place and, um, thank you for saying it instead of me. Yeah. yeah it's, insane. it's insane. And we could talk all day about the insanity that's out there. So having a defense in place. And I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, I didn't even know you existed. I didn't even know there was a defense. I thought it was the council. I don't like the council, whatever it is. There you go. Donate to this. It's going to go further than you think. And, um, and you said, get louder. And that's what I loved about it. I'm like, it's going to allow you to get louder knowing that you, you are entitled to everything under the scope of chiropractic to do and to say, as long as it's backed by some type of literature, right. or some type of proof. So, yeah. and we know that we know the evidence, science and art of what we do. We're allowed to tell people, Hey, take a vitamin, get some rest, get adjusted. It is going to help you. And we can say that loud and proud. So Thank you for everything that you do. I hope many more people join here and you do get to that 10,000 very quickly because it's only going to make us stronger. 100%. Doc, I appreciate your time. Thank you yeah. all of you that have listened to the end. We love and appreciate you. Anything we can do, you know where to find me. Just go to our site. That goes directly to me um, and I'm happy to help any way I can, guys. We love and appreciate you. Thanks, Baron. I'm going to add uh, the website, your email, and any way people can contact you in the comments. Perfect. Awesome. Take care. See you, bud. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.